Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela. I have missed you. I'm sorry that I've been super inconsistent and all over the place. Normally, I'm very on top of my podcast episodes. They will come out every single week without fail. Like, even if I have to record the day before, like, I will always get them out. So the past couple weeks, not doing that has been not good. Like, I haven't loved that for me. But at the same time, I've been taking my own advice that I preach to you guys on here all the time, which is sometimes you just need to take a break and you need to do what's best for you. And... As you know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, if not, you're about to find out, but I have been struggling just in general, like with my mental health, with life and with my health also. So I felt like there was a lot going on. And if you want more on that information, or if you want to kind of fill yourself in, I have episodes where I go into a lot of detail and I open up and I am vulnerable with you guys about that. But so that all kind of was going on. So my biggest priority recently has been me, which I think is good. I think you should be your own priority as well. You know what I mean? Like I just was at the point where I was like, I need to just like reflect, get real with myself and figure out what it is I want in like every single aspect of my life, figure out the things that I'm doing that are just not working and what I can replace them with to actually make long sustainable change and stick with it. Because where I've been recently... It just wasn't good, um, and I was just not really going down a great path for myself, meaning that like I w- every day was looking the same. It was kind of like life burnout almost, and for you to not really know where your life is going in like every category, that can be really daunting and really overwhelming, and I was allowing it to get the best of me and not allow myself to just relax about it, and instead of just looking at things like, okay, you know what, this is normal. For me to feel this way, I was more so just like catastrophizing. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, the whole point of this episode that we're going to get into today is that you really need to just stay present and be in the moment. And I know that we hear that all the time, but it's so true and it's not super easy to do. I think maybe for some people it might be easy to stay present in the moment, but if you struggle with anxiety or you have any type of like, you know what I mean? If you're going through it at all, it's really hard um, to stay present sometimes because your mind is thinking about the future or your mind is stuck in the past or you just can't even allow yourself to enjoy the moments that you're in every day because you are so stressed out about where your life is going, whatever that may mean for you. And I know what that's like. So this whole episode, I just want to give a little bit of a perspective shift and just let you guys know, hey, I'm back and I'm going to be sticking with my episodes. I'm going to be coming out every single Monday again. So sorry for the little bit of delay, but at the same time, I always want to be an example for anyone who listens to this that I do practice what I preach. And if you guys ever need a moment, I want you to take it, even if you feel like you have other obligations to people, depending on what that is. You're not going to be really that good to anybody unless you fill your own cup up. So you can't pour from an empty cup, which we know, but it's, you really can't. So for me to get on here and try to do podcast episodes whenever I wasn't feeling super good or whenever I was traveling, cause that's what, I, that was why I just missed last week. I was back home in Pennsylvania and I just, that would have stressed me out to even try to figure it out because I wasn't at the place to think ahead or plan ahead, have the podcast ready. I was just going through so much that I just wanted to be very kind and easy to myself and just focus on being home with family and let the rest kind of fall into place. So same thing goes for you. If you're ever at a point where you feel like you need a minute, I want you to take it. Anybody in your life will understand. Like if I, if you have to cancel a day of plans because you need to focus on yourself. Amazing. I'm so proud of you because it's really hard to do that sometimes and to know when to take a step back. But learning how to prioritize yourself and your needs above everybody else's, it might sound selfish. It's not. It's the most selfless thing that you can do for everybody else in your life. Because by you not taking that time to fill your own cup up, to get in touch with yourself, you aren't that fun to be around, I bet. Okay. Or you're not as fun to be around as you could be because you're internally battling your own stress, your own problems. And by taking the time to just actually deal with them and game plan and get the stuff done that's really going to make you feel good about yourself, you're just going to show up as a beautiful, like amazing human being to be around and it's going to just shine through you. So I just wanted that to be made very clear. But so with my little hiatus, I have been really reflecting on me and getting in touch with me and figuring out what it is I want with my life. And I'm still figuring that out, to be honest, but I've done a lot of reflection and 
I have a lot of things that I'm going to share at the end of this episode that have been changing my life a lot recently. And But before we get into that, the main chunk of this episode is going to be about a perspective shift that I had recently that I thought about. And I shared it with my friend Shelby, and I knew when I was sharing her a voice memo, basically that kind of sums up what I'm about to tell you guys today. I knew I'm like, this is really good. Like someone needs to hear this. Like this is like a, this would be a great podcast episode. So after I sent that to her, I saved the voice memo and I went back to reflect on it. And just so I could tell you guys like the lump sum of what I told her. Cause she told me, she's like, wow, that was so good. Thank you for telling me that. And she was like, that really just like opened up my brain in a way where I wasn't even able to think before. So I know it's good. So that's what the main chunk of this episode is going to be at the end. If you want a little bit of a life update in terms of like how my trip home and everything was, I will do that at the end of this episode, but let's get into it. But so me and my friends have been on a healing journey for sure. And whenever you're on a healing journey, which some of you may be on and not even realize it, or maybe you are on it and you do know that you're on a healing journey, there's so much that you are trying to work through. You have your old previous mindset, subconscious thinking that you grew up with and you're trying to break free from because maybe they're no longer serving you. Or maybe you have a lot of negative ways of thinking that aren't serving your life either that you're really trying to work through as well. Growing up is so hard and no one really, no one prepares you for that. Like at all, no one does. And even in high school, no one prepares you. I don't know. Maybe like some people's parents prepare them, but I didn't feel like I was really prepared for this because people can tell you all you want, but like until you were on your own doing shit for yourself, paying all your own bills, living somewhere under your own roof, maybe you have an animal, maybe you have a kid, maybe you have multiple kids. You know what I mean? No one really preps you for like everything that goes into it. The fact that you have to file your own taxes. And if you're an entrepreneur, you have to file them like four times a year or, you know what I mean? There's just like so many things and your car, there's so there's, I don't even know. I'm not even going to get into it, but you get the point. There's so much to kind of work through. So as we grow up and as we are growing into the higher version of ourselves, the person that we want to be in the future, the person that we strive to be, right? You are that person already. You're just tweaking things about yourself in present day that maybe isn't serving you for the future. Things that you know that you want to achieve, certain attributes that you wanna have. What do you wanna be known for? Like, take a second if you haven't, ever done this take a second to pause this episode get out a piece of paper or even just put in your like notepad on your phone traits that you would like to have that you feel like you currently aren't portraying and what like what does your future self look like what do they do what kind of hobbies do they have what does your daily routine look like what do they look like how do they treat people how do they treat themselves you know do they travel do they not travel like really get in touch with what you want your future to be looking like And because once you do this, you have a little bit of a vision, you're able to connect to it a lot easier. And if we don't take the time to sit down and connect with what it is that we want, you're not going to be able to connect to that because you don't know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, how could you get it? It's like impossible to like manifest, visualize, bring in anything like that because it just feels so out of reach to you. In order for you to bring in the things that you want most, you have to believe that you're worthy of them. And you also need to know what it is that you're looking for. You know what I mean? But so once you know these things and you are on your healing journey, which can have to do with you going through your childhood trauma, you could be in therapy, you could be recognizing that there are certain things that really get in the way of your everyday life, whether that be anxiety, depression, um, ADHD, I don't know, but like, you know what I mean? If there's any, any certain, um, roadblock that's getting in the way of your life that you want to change, you're healing, you're healing through old patterns in your life that are no longer working for you. Maybe it's the way that you attract romantic partners. Maybe it's what you're looking for in a relationship. There's so much to heal from in terms of the ways that we were living before that may not align with who we are today and who it is that we're trying to become. But so while you're on your healing journey and while you're just kind of in this little like season of life, wherever you're going to be going through a lot and no one will really even understand it unless they're going through their own, but you're going through a lot because not only are you really trying to change your external, you're trying to change your internal as well, which is like the hardest thing to do. And that's like what you have to work on first. And it really just takes being patient with yourself and sitting down about it and like figuring it out. And I can do an entire episode on like your healing journey and everything. But the whole point of this episode was just for me to kind of explain a little bit of something else. So I don't want to go too off track into that, but you can get to a point where you might think, you know what? I'm done with this. Like 
I'm done with this behavior that I used to do. Like you might feel like you healed it in a way, like you permanently have healed that thing that you didn't like to, that you didn't like about yourself that maybe you did before. Maybe you would be really anxious when talking to somebody new, whether it's romantic or something like that. And you might've thought that you outgrew that behavior, but maybe you're noticing as you're talking to somebody and maybe it is like a healthy relationship type of situation that you're still dealing with those things. And this is just an example, but my point is we never want to look at things as if they're completely healed. We never want to think, oh, I'm done with that. I'm never going to be dealing with that again because the reality of it is you probably will. So if you're currently someone who maybe is having a super unsettling feeling, you thought you outgrew a behavior or a feeling that you are very used to having or you were used to having before and you find yourself back in it, I really want to challenge you to not view it in that negative connotation as much as you can control. For example, if you ever catch yourself saying, I hate that I feel this way, or maybe you're being extra hard on yourself in general about something. When I'm in therapy personally, if my therapist hears me say like, I hate that I do that, etc. This is something I've recently learned. So it's kind of engraved in my brain. So I'm, I'm able to catch this a lot easier with myself, but she'll tell me the other parts of me hear that and it makes it worse. So you have to be kind of compassionate towards your feelings, even if you wish they weren't present still. And so what I mean by the parts is there's a bunch of different parts of you, right? So you today, your adult self, that's not the one that's anxious. That's not the one having these issues or is having a hard time dating new people or is just getting in their head about things. That's not your adult self. That's not your most, um, put together self, if that makes sense. The, you have so many parts from your childhood. There's like a part of you that's eight. There's a part of you that's seven. There's a part of you that did not have their needs met basically. So just to kind of bring that up, it's, there's a bunch of different parts that make you up. So the parts that are super worked up and anxious about whatever it is that you're anxious about, it's not you. And your adult self is in your current age today. So you today, the one that goes to work, the one that takes out the trash, the one that pays the bills, that's your adult self. Your adult self is not the one that is losing control of your mind. Your adult self is not the one that is struggling like this. It is the younger parts of you. And so the sooner that we get on board with that type of thinking, the easier it is to be patient and work through those feelings. But your adult self is the you that's most established and has your job and the capabilities of getting everything done. So the younger parts of you that didn't have their needs met or your needs met at some point in your life, that is what is being triggered. It's your abandonment wounds, possibly just another example that could be being triggered in those dating situations where you're feeling anxious. Maybe someone told you they couldn't hang out with you. And instead of you having the rational reaction that your adult self would have to be like, Oh cool. No problem. Like I can do like a million different things. Like I have a life, you know what I mean? Maybe the part of you that's like, Oh my God, he hates me. This is going on. Blah, blah, blah. That is not you today. That is your younger self. Someone that has been abandoned your younger part. Maybe you were, maybe your parents got divorced when you were younger. It could be a number of things. I'm not a therapist. You know what I mean? But I'm just kind of sharing my own perspective that I have learned through therapy, but also the perspective that I've like had, I came to this realization of whenever I was talking to my friend about this, because I was like, no, like I want you to be so much more kind with yourself about this because it's that whole way of that we're thinking about it. That's really tripping us up and getting in the way of us being able to just like have a more compassionate understanding outlook on life and heal a lot quicker and better. But really just try to be kinder to the way that you view you struggling or you going through those triggering thoughts, because unfortunately, this is something that we're going to probably be dealing with for most of our lives. So if we're constantly in the headspace of this is going to happen or I'm never going to go through this again, you know what I mean? Like I I'm done with this. You are literally just setting yourself up to be disappointed because that's an unrealistic expectation of life. You are going to go through mindsets again, where maybe you're going to get triggered. You're going to see something comes up that you thought you were over, but it's bothering you and that's okay. Maybe you healed it from it the one way, but maybe you're dealing with it again and you're going to continue to keep getting those triggers throughout your life. But the more that you continue to work on it and you change your mindset around the way that these things happen, it doesn't trip you up the way that it used to. You do heal from it. You definitely heal from it. It just has less of an effect on you. And that's life. You're going to continue to get triggered for the rest of your life, unfortunately. So the sooner that we can just think of it in a positive light, the better. Because I think by 
thinking, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. Right off the bat, you are scolding yourself and you are being hard on yourself for a feeling that you didn't even control. You just have it. So you know what I mean? It does get easier the kind of we're able to be to ourselves. And the reason that I think it is such an unsettling thought to have, like, oh my God, like I'm having this, you know what I mean? Is because this is something we're going to continue dealing with. So I think instead of viewing it as unsettling, we should be able to view it as it is kind of comforting in itself, even though it isn't, because I just think it just gets easier because we know how to deal with it better in healthy ways where it doesn't throw us off as much. So instead of dealing with it in a negative way, let's say before you would have a tantrum and you would cry and you'd be upset for days and it would put you in a, in a, into a depression maybe or whatever it may be, you're like a little spout of it. Now you know what to do to make yourself feel good in order to just move from this. You allow yourself to feel the feelings and understand that maybe the reaction that you're having isn't the reaction that actually serves you today. So instead of getting mad if someone has to cancel on you, thinking to yourself, all right, this does upset a part of me, but like I understand and if someone doesn't want to hang out with me, like that's fine. You know what I mean? It's literally like no big deal. And then just instead of allowing yourself to just like wallow in that and really just take it on way more than it needs to, you can get up and go work out and go do things that make you feel good and put more time and energy into your day and your life. Because at the end of the day, you have a life and you do have things that are way more important than hanging out with someone else. You know what I mean? But we are on healing journeys at the moment. So we're going through things. We're going to continue to be triggered. The more new things that we do, the more relationships that we welcome into our lives, especially in a romantic way. And it's teaching you a lot about yourself and things to look and give more attention to. An example of this would be like my own personal need. This is something that I do struggle with need to constantly have control or know what's going on. This is something, and it's not always, but like sometimes in romantic situations in the early stages, I like to know when things are coming. It's kind of like planning and it's not even asking too much. I just like to know my schedule. I like to know when I'm seeing that person next. It does ease my anxiety a little bit. Um, if I'm interested in someone, you know what I mean? I know that that's happening. I don't need to worry about when it's happening or whatever. It just takes games out of it. I really don't play games at all when it comes to dating or anything like that. But basically my own need to constantly have control of what's going on. Why? Instead of looking at that feeling, if I ever notice it come up or a certain thing that I'm trying to do, instead of looking at it with a super negative mindset, I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Why? Right. It, and it, by asking that question, it helps me to assess what I feel, what I'm actually looking for and what I'm actually ready for right now. Whether this is something that is good and makes me feel safe or if it doesn't make me feel safe. And if there are things that aren't making you feel safe, is it within yourself or is there actually a threat? You know, because sometimes we can really make ourselves think that there's a threat when it's really just something that we're working through. There's not actually a threat happening in your healthy relationship that you're in today, but you might perceive something as a threat because that's what you're used to seeing in the past. I think in a lot of these situations, there's actually not a threat. I think it can be just internally getting triggered and it's normal and it's okay. And that's what I think a lot of us need to be reminded. The more that we can be kind and compassionate to ourselves in moments where we do need a minute or we notice we're being triggered, instead of immediately going on the defense, maybe talking from my own personal experience with that one, because I've been noticing it a lot in my own life recently where I've been getting triggered in environments like every single day. So maybe if you're dating someone or whatever and they don't want to hang out, we might perceive that as, oh my God, they don't want to hang out with us. That would be the defense, right? When maybe there's not actually a threat at all. Maybe it's very normal that they just need a minute. You know what I mean? And like, that's our adult self being able to be like, wait, where are um, the part of us that is like triggered by it? It's very valid that it feels that way, but it's not maybe an actual threat. We're just perceiving it as a threat because we've seen it kind of have that type of that connotation in the past. Maybe someone treated you like shit and didn't want to hang out with you and you saw really bad negative patterns in dating. So when someone just wants to cancel, it doesn't need to be perceived as something that is bad. It could just be that they need a minute. You know what I mean? So that's my point in being kind to yourself during those situations because it doesn't need to be this huge thing. You don't need to make it a thing, but everybody processes their own emotions. So whether you actually like talk about it to your significant other or not, you will notice these things about yourself, especially the more self-aware you are, you'll be able to notice when you do get upset and you'll be able to acknowledge and validate your own feelings without needing to make it a big issue or anything, but work through it yourself, which I think is huge. If I notice myself getting triggered, I'll be kind to myself and understand that that can happen like now. And before I think recently with a lot of my own things I was going through, I think I was 
I was doing the same thing that my friend was doing where I was like expecting to not be triggered at all, which is just so unrealistic because again, then you set yourself up for expecting no triggers. And then when you get triggered, you think you're insane and something's wrong with you when it's so normal, it's so normal. So now if I notice myself getting triggered, I'll be kind to myself and understand that that can happen. Triggers can happen whenever, literally. So just by ex expecting them to never happen, it's just an unrealistic expectation again. I think by expecting, oh, I'm healed. I'm not going to be triggered by this anymore. No, because we're kind of setting ourselves up to be disappointed at some point. Because even if maybe you were doing great for the past couple weeks, it might, you might have a bad week where you're getting triggered again. So just knowing tools to help you in those situations and ways to just chill yourself out because by going into a situation that normally you know can be triggering, by just having a little bit of a game plan and just setting yourself up to be in a good headspace beforehand can really help a lot. But we're always gonna get triggered again at some point, whether it's with that same thing or whether it's with something else that could be brand new. So by understanding this is just a part of the process and you are constantly going to be growing as you were going, baby, okay? It just helps you set yourself up for success in those situations. So instead of looking to it with like, oh my God, and being pessimistic and hateful towards yourself, you can be like, all right, cool. Now I know how to handle this situation or now I know what to do in this situation to make myself feel better and more at ease and less stressed. It's more comforting being able to think of it that way. Guys, I don't know if you know, but I'm absolutely obsessed with meditating. And I know there's so many different ways of going about meditating these days. There's different apps. There's so many different things. And it can seem super freaking overwhelming, honestly. And for me, I'm going to tell you, I've tried tons of different apps. I've tried a lot of different things. I've tried ones on YouTube. It can be really hard to sit still. So if you're not somebody who likes just seated meditations or whatever it may be, or maybe you're just new to meditating, I have the perfect freaking thing for you. And I was so excited to have a little offer to give you guys. I am obsessed with Superhuman. That is the app that I choose to use for my meditating these days because I find that it's the best. It gives me the most versatile situation. So I'm able to use it not only sitting down, but if I don't have time to sit down, I can also do walking meditations. I can do running errands meditations, up the wall meditations. You can have your legs just up stretching. There's stretching meditations. There's a lot of pep talks on there for every certain situation. I'm all into all those things. There's also a cleaning meditation as well. Travel meditations. I'm obsessed. They even have ones to listen to before you go on a first date or after like a family dinner, if it went bad, like they have everything you could possibly need. So I'm so excited to give you guys this offer. So I reached out to superhuman cause I really wanted to work with them and they are letting me offer you guys a hundred percent off a one month trial also plus the two week free trial period. So by trying and signing up with my code, you get a six weeks free membership through them. So you're able, it gives you plenty of time to try it. If it's not something that you like, you can just cancel it. Simple as that. But I love how much time they're giving you guys to kind of try it out because I know for a fact that you're probably going to fall in love with it. And if you stick with it and stay consistent, I promise you like even just a couple days a week and notice what it will do to your mental health. You will have a much more calm brain. You're going to feel way more connected to yourself. And it allows you to set intentions throughout your day that genuinely have changed my life, especially going to work at a job that isn't necessarily what I want to be doing with my life these days. It helps me to have a good mindset to go into whatever day, no matter what I'm doing. It helps me to stay focused, present, and just living in the moment, which I love. But so, like I said, it gives you six weeks to figure out if it is something that you want to stick with or not, and you will not get charged until after the six weeks is up. So let's say you started it and you want to cancel it literally the next day. You can cancel it the next day and you still will have six weeks to use it. And if it is something you decide that you want to do again, you could always, you know what I mean? Go back to it. But this way you have plenty of time to figure out if it's something that you want to do or not. The sign up with my code only works if you go through the website though. So I will have that linked below. You can't go through the app store or Google play or anything like that. In order to get this deal, you need to go to www.superhuman.app slash register, sign up with my code Michaela. That is M I C H A E L A. And I will have all that listed below, but please give it a try. I swear to God, you guys will love it so much. And I can tell you it has hundred percent changed my life for the better. And it's something that I incorporate in my every single day life where meditating always was something that was super hard for me to find time to do. Go and try superhuman and become literally a superhuman. I swear to God, I am a superhuman now because of this app. 
So I've been trying extra hard recently to view it that way because I've been extra anxious, as you guys know, just at least I was. Um, and so I was really trying to just view it differently because I've been trying to view everything in the sense of if it comes, let it, if it goes, let it mindset. And just because my mind is telling me that I can't do something or something is a threat or it's getting me worked up for some reason, a lot of the times that's what we need to continue moving towards by continuing to keep moving towards it. It helps you get more comfortable in those situations. So let's say the gym makes you anxious. If you avoid the gym altogether, you're never going to be able to accomplish that feat or feel more comfortable in that environment, right? So by continuing to go to the gym, even if it makes you uncomfortable, it's teaching you a better way to kind of handle the situation that you're in in a different way. So instead of maybe allowing yourself to get worked up, you just know how to do maybe some breath work or breathe before you go to the gym, have your playlist, maybe instead of working out in a super populated area, go to a place that isn't as populated, whether it's outside or in a room, anything to make yourself just get used to being comfortable in that setting again. Just because it's triggering you doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Like it really doesn't just because you're getting triggered by something doesn't mean that you should avoid it altogether. If anything that can make it so much worse, and it'll make you feel like you can't do anything, which is just a limiting mindset. And it's what your anxiety wants. And we're not going to feed into that anymore. Because if I allowed every single thing that like made me feel that way, if I avoided it at all costs, I wouldn't have anything. You know what I mean? So there's a quote that says everything you want is on the other side of your fears. And I could not agree more. I remember the first time I heard that I was like, wow, like that's actually kind of crazy because me just be giving an example again, I am someone who has previously like identified as like having social anxiety and I do experience some anxiety to a degree in certain settings, but it's not all the time. And by identifying with that all the time, it's making me feel like I can't, you know what I mean? Do certain things when in reality, my fears of talking to people are literally like what like if I accomplish that fear or whatever, like for example, I could be maybe meant to be a public speaker. I have a podcast. You know what I mean? I have a platform on social media, but I can get anxious in certain situations. You know what I mean? It's kind of an oxymoron where the things that make you nervous are what you are meant to kind of accomplish so that you can grow into the person that you're meant to be. If it makes you nervous, it's worth it. And I'm going to quote another song that I think is just, it's so good. The song is Daydream by Lily Miola. And if you haven't heard it, you really need to go listen to it because it makes me like cry every time I hear it. It's so good. But it goes, darling, don't quit your daydream. It's your life that you're making. It ain't big enough if it doesn't scare the hell out of you. If it makes you nervous, it's probably worth it. Why save it for sleep when you could be living your daydream? And I think it's just, it's just beautiful. I love that so much. And I it genuinely like, it really resonates with me so hard. And yeah, if, if you're not scared, it's probably because you're not dreaming hard enough. Anything that's meant for your life is probably going to freak you out a little bit at first. You know what I mean? It's going to seem hard to do. Once you do it, you're going to feel so good about yourself and it could completely change your life. So if you're afraid to go to the gym, go to the gym and you never know, you could be meant to be a personal trainer. You could, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, please just like work on these things. And I always just want to be um, an example to help anybody who is struggling with these types of feelings, just able to think of things a little bit differently, change your perspective and help you maybe cross any roadblocks that you're having mentally because they come up all the time. I know, but you can accomplish them and you can become the person you want to be. If anyone can hear any squeaking, by the way, I am apologizing again because I wanted to sit out in my dining room area today just because like all the natural light in here and this my stupid ass freaking chairs, dude. I built these myself. They're very old. They're like dumb. They're from Wayfair and they're all right. Okay. But every time I move, listen, Like this is what it sounds like. So I've been really trying not to move, but whatever it may be that you're currently going through, you're going to get through this and that anxiety or stress or whatever it is that you're worrying about is going to come and it's going to go and it'll probably dissipate and become way less over the years. But just try to look at it in a very kind way, I think will be super helpful because even me recently, it's been easier some days and it's harder other days, but a mindset shift that I've been doing that's really been helping me is just thinking nothing really is that deep. Like I don't need to be thinking about things months in advance, stressing myself out about things that haven't even happened. Things are good right now. I'm chilling. Like things are fine. 
And this exact moment that I'm living in, there is no reason that I need to be working myself up, stressing myself out, when all I could do is control this present moment and how I show up in it. So I've just been trying to remind myself, it's not that deep, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be a fun night, even if I have anxiety before I go somewhere maybe. We're not gonna entertain that anxiety. We're gonna go into the situation just excited to have fun in the most childlike way possible, just going with it. Because by putting so much pressure on yourself before you go somewhere to like have fun, or if you're already worked up, like, or t just getting yourself worked up about things that don't matter, basically. Instead, allow yourself to just be in your exact body where you're at right now and get excited. You're allowed to be excited. That's what life's all about. You're allowed to be excited about doing whatever it is that you're doing, even if it's a date that you're nervous to go on. Like, think about what you guys are gonna be doing and the food that you're gonna probably get to try that you've never had before, or maybe it's your favorite meal, or maybe you're gonna go mini golfing. Like, how fun is that? And disconnect from the outcome of like, oh my God, I hope this guy's my husband. Oh my gosh, like I wonder what's gonna happen tonight. Oh my God, like am I gonna end up like going here afterwards or what are we doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Like no, just be in that moment, take it as it is and allow yourself to just vibe and enjoy it and connect with that person, have a conversation. Nothing is that deep. Quit thinking so far ahead because I'm so guilty of this sometimes. So I will allow myself to just literally live in the moment. And if I'm ever thinking too far ahead and if I notice myself, I'll literally say mentally to myself, no, just focus on the present moment right in front of you. Like just focus on whatever it is that person's saying, because by not, by thinking of something else while someone else is talking, you're not even like fully there and you're not able to connect with it in the way that you would be you're, because you're stressing yourself out about something else. You know what I mean? So just allow yourself to get excited about going to play mini golf. And in the most childlike way possible, what I mean by that is your inner child, there's parts of you in there that are just so excited and so fun to like, they're, they're hyped up to go do an activity like that. So just allow yourself to have fun and take it as a new experience that you're doing and not attach outcomes or expectations because by attaching outcomes and expectations to everything, it really does just lead you to get disappointed and ruin fun, amazing nights that you could be having. And that could be applied to everything. But my intention every day is to stay present and grounded and overall just being where your feet are, nothing else matters. So be where your feet are is pretty self-explanatory, being where your feet are. So in moments even when I've had a lot of anxiety, maybe if I was like working or something and I was just in an environment where I was just kind of really feeling overly stimulated or whatever, um, just being where your feet are, focus on that. Try to remind yourself in those moments of being really overstimulated or stressed. Be where your feet are because that's all that matters. The person right in front of you, the interaction that you're having, the workout that you're doing, the meal that you're eating, the phone call that you're having, whatever it is, allow yourself to enjoy all these little moments because life is about the little things. If you don't have the little things, you have nothing. The little things are totally what keeps us alive and connected to feeling alive. So if we're not connecting to those little amazing feelings of what it feels like to just talk to your best friend on the phone and laugh about something stupid or going on a walk and act, instead of just walking around your neighborhood, actually allowing yourself to focus on how good the sun feels on you and maybe not constantly listening to a podcast or something because you don't need to be stimulated at all times. It's nice to just be in silence sometimes and be with your own thoughts. If you're not able to be with your own thoughts, that's a red flag to yourself. Why? What's going on? And it's okay if that's what's going on, but because I've been there and I, I'm currently working through it, to be honest, because I notice I'm like, why are you listening to podcasts every second of the day? Like, give yourself a second, girl. Like, damn. So by giving yourself that minute, you're able to connect to the universe. You're able to connect to literally nature, your body, yourself, your mind, your thoughts, your feelings so much better. So give yourself some like actual like quiet time also to just connect with yourself, I think is super helpful. Anxiety and stress happen when we're not living in the present moment and you're thinking too far ahead. So if you're getting yourself worked up or you're thinking like, oh my God, what does this person think of me? Or you're just caring too much about things that just don't matter. I know what that's like. I, I deal with that all the time. That's anxiety and that stress. Like you want to ground yourself being in the present moment and just allowing yourself to enjoy that. You're literally robbing yourself of life's joys, like life's most simple joys by thinking too far ahead. You don't need to think that far ahead. Obviously it's good to like sit down and like plan out your goals and stuff, but I feel like there's productive thinking ahead and there's like, and non-productive thinking ahead. Non-productive thinking ahead is anxiety and stress and just thinking of things that don't matter. 
a lot of depression symptoms can be from thinking too far in the past and feeling like you're living in the past instead of living in the future or living in the present, I mean. You can't control the future and you can't control the past. You can only control this moment that you're living in right now. So by doing your very best in this moment to make your future self happy, that's a good way of working towards your goals. Um, so like following a to-do list or something or just kind of getting stuff done that's right in front of you or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Um, but I think by thinking too far ahead, you're never going to do anything good to yourself. And so I've really been trying to help myself with that and just live in the present moment each and every day. Because when you wake up in the morning, sometimes, especially if you deal with some of these things, mental health issues, it's really easy to get overwhelmed and overstimulated and get really stressed out about the day and think, how am I ever going to get all these things done? But you don't have to worry about getting all those things done. You just need to focus on doing that one thing in front of you. Just take one step. If it's seeming too overwhelming, just focus on taking the first step and then the rest will follow. And anytime that you notice that or you notice yourself kind of getting tripped up by that or having that thought where you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Do the thing right in front of you. What feels good right now? Just take one step in the right direction. And I promise you, you're going to, you're really going to find yourself feeling way more connected to yourself and your life and just happier overall. So that is the end of that little spiel, little like perspective shift I wanted to share with you just from me talking to my friend about it. I was like, this needs to be heard. I need to share this. And I was like, this is going to be perfect to talk about because I know it's something I deal with in my everyday life. And it's something that is a theme in my life at the moment. So I definitely hope to help other people too. But so some things that have really been helping me in my everyday life kind of work through any mental health situations or any stress or any anxiety worries anything like that that I've been having I'm about to list off to you right now because these are things I'm currently working on but I'm just going to talk about them very briefly and I can go into a more in-depth episode talking all about everything that's working for me but currently um, creating a new routine so if something hasn't been working for you or maybe you've had a routine but it hasn't been sticking and you feel like you don't even know what to do with your time and you're all over the place and you just basically know that something isn't working it's probably time to create a new routine that works for you in the morning and at night and it's a work in progress so be kind to yourself in figuring that out but it just takes you being able to sit down and think what are things that I definitely need to accomplish or want to accomplish in the morning for myself and going from there so me going to bed earlier is huge because I really want to get eight hours of sleep which is my next one eight hours of sleep is life-changing really prioritize trying to get eight hours of sleep you will notice so many benefits in your overall health and your mental health but getting to bed earlier, getting eight hours of sleep, and then once I wake up in the morning, the first couple hours, um, I wanna wake up earlier. I'm working on that. It's not happening super amazingly right now, but I have the order of things that I wanna get done in the morning, and it starts with breath work, which has been the most life-changing thing for me recently. And I'm gonna get into that more, but I'll do breath work. I'll do like my morning routine, like the stuff that I wanna get done, and then um, something that I heard is apparently really good, which I'm currently trying to put in my routine, is right when you wake up in the morning, you want to have 20 minutes of movement, 20 minutes of meditating, and 20 minutes to plan your day. For me, I kind of do my planning for my day the night before if I can help it. But so what I've been trying to do, which I haven't really started yet, but I've been planning for this upcoming week is 20 minutes of movement, whether that be just a little bit of yoga on a yoga mat, stretching, whatever it is, push up, something to wake your body up that you could just focus on moving your body. Then 20 minutes of meditating is what I'm going to do and meditating, thinking about my future, the goals that I have, where I want my life to go, just like trying to attract what I want in my life, really just mindfully doing that in the first thing in the morning. And then the other 20 minutes after that will be for planning my day if I haven't already, or doing something called morning pages, which I've talked about a little bit on here briefly before, but it's taking some time just to like write and journal three pages in a notebook or a couple pages in a notebook, just to get all your thoughts out on paper, basically. So you're current, like first thing in the morning, you're basically brain dumping. So you're emptying your mind. So you're making space for all the amazing other like new thoughts that can come in, as opposed to just recycling ones that maybe might not be serving you today. And you can also get a better idea of the things that are bothering you in your life and ways to work through them. It's supposed to be just really good for your mental health. But so basically creating a routine that works, eight hours of sleep, breath work has been huge. It's been life-changing for me since I started it, which I started it like right after I was figuring out if I should take my anxiety medication that I was prescribed for blood pressure, whatever, propanolol. And I was prescribed that because I had really high blood pressure and I was just having really weird, like feelings of anxiety that were uncontrollable almost. And doing breath work, I haven't had to take anything. I have not. And I've felt so good. So I've been doing, I'll have it linked below, but it is a guided 
um, breathwork meditation for beginners by Wim Hof is his name on YouTube. He has so many videos on there for free, but I just do his one every single morning first thing. And if I ever hit a point in the day where I feel like I need a little bit of a pick me up, I will do it again. So, and it, it literally makes me feel so good after I worked the other day, dental hygiene, which drains my soul. So when I get off, sometimes I feel like I don't want to work out or I can't do anything. Instead of me allowing that to get the best of me, I did breath work one day thinking like, oh, let's see, like this makes me feel really good. Let's see how this makes me feel. I did that instead of allowing myself to just get on my phone and scroll. And it, I had the most productive night. I went to the gym. I got a bunch of stuff done. I made dinner at home. It, it has been life changing for me. So I highly recommend trying breath work. I'm going to do an entire episode probably on breath work at some point because it's been really, really, really beneficial to my life. Another thing that's really been helping is just staying off my phone for as long as possible in the morning and prioritizing that time to myself and setting my mindset for the day, which would be replaced with everything that I just mentioned, like moving my body, meditating, morning pages, setting an intention for the day, walking my dog, working out. Like I don't need to be on my phone. You know what I mean? I'll try to stay off for it as long as possible, obviously. Like, so for at least an hour, if I can, especially getting up early in the morning, you're probably going to be awake before most people anyways. And the last thing you need to be doing is getting on Instagram because it just starts that morning of comparing your life unintentionally to other people's and just starts your, it just puts you in a negative headspace, to be honest. And then setting an intention, which I mentioned. So just setting an intention for your day, whatever it is that you want. So for me, a lot of the times it's to stay present and grounded and exude confidence or uh, make connections, be kind, like whatever, you know what I mean? Just whatever it is that you're trying to do that day. Um, to challenge yourself. It could be to be productive and get things done, whatever it is that you want. Next would be connecting more spiritually. So that can mean whatever to whoever. I'm not trying to push religion on anybody, whatever it is that you do, whether you are a spiritual person, you connect to the universe, you like to manifest, um, whether, I don't know what your religion is, whether you're a Christian. Um, for me, it's praying. I love to pray and just connect with God that way. So that is what I do, but I'm never trying to push that on anyone else. But that is huge for me as well. Then also just making meals that I'm excited to eat for the week, like planning them, making good meals. It just makes me feel so much better than eating takeout. Honestly, if I'm eating a lot of takeout, it just makes me feel like crap and I'm less likely to reach my goals, honestly. Next, doing things that make me feel good. So working out, walking daily, getting sunlight, stretching. I've really just been trying to prioritize things that I know that make me feel good and making the time for them in my day because a huge thing with ADHD you can make yourself feel like you have no time, even though you have an entire day because you have other things to get done and you're like procrastinating them before you even begun in your mind. So it's stopping you from actually doing things. So a lot of times instead of me just getting started, I can be like, oh my God, how am I going to do all this? You know what I mean? So in those moments, instead of allowing myself to scroll or do something that may like just wasting my own time, I try to really just connect to those things and get my body moving and making sure I'm making that time for the things that make me feel good in my day. And then also just always forcing myself out of my comfort zone and not getting too comfortable. So instead of avoiding the gym, if it's something that I didn't want to do that day, trying to actually make it there unless I'm sick or I really don't feel well, because it always makes me feel better. And sometimes you can try to avoid those things just because they make you anxious. So I really urge you to still go and do them because you just feel unstoppable and way more, way more confident and way more self-disciplined. And it's just the best. And then last but not freaking least, okay, I'm very excited about this one. I'm currently getting into it. Cold exposure therapy, baby. Okay, so this could be cold plunging, ice baths. I don't know what you know it as, but basically submerging your body in ice cold water that's around like 30 some degrees, like 30 to 50 degrees. It really depends on what you're doing. Um, it's like a type, like not chirotherapy, but it's just, you know what I mean? It's similar. That can be a form of cold exposure therapy because it's just so good for you. And I currently don't have a cold plunge or a way to do it. And I don't want to do it in my bathtub. I feel like that's just so wasteful of a bunch of water. I would rather be able to like fill something up with water and ice and leave it like that for a few days and keep reapplying ice. You know what I mean? As opposed to having to constantly drain it like fully. I don't know. It just seems like a lot, but, um, cold exposure therapy has a lot of amazing health benefits. I'll probably do an entire episode on that at some point as well. So some of the main benefits of cold exposure therapy are relieving pain, aids in exercise recovery, and boosts your mood. So it is huge with mental health. If you can get yourself to start your day by getting an ice cold water for three minutes before you do anything else, you're already proving to yourself that you can literally take on and do whatever it is that you want to do that day because you already accomplished something that is really hard to do. So one, it's just mental strength, I think, one, and it's just mental health benefits are freaking endless. 
it boosts a lot of serotonin and dopamine production and it is long lasting. So it's not something that you feel good for, for two seconds and it goes away. It genuinely really helps you throughout the day. A couple other benefits that I'm just finding on Google, it aids in fat burning, fights inflammation, may support longevity, strengthens the nervous system, may support and speed up recovery, regulates blood to sugar levels, improve, improves sleep quality. There's literally so many things, but I currently don't have a cold plunge. I think I'm actually going to order one today because I want to start doing it as soon as possible, but I want to make sure I get a good one. So in the meantime, I did today for the first time. Okay. Cause you can also do cold showers as well. If you just want to like crank your shower to cold at the end um, and allow yourself to be in there for even a few seconds it'll make you feel really good but my shower doesn't get super cold at the end to be honest with you and I really want the effects of being able to fully submerge my body but I already know it's gonna be life-changing once I get a cold plunge but I've been really interested in this for a very long time so I'm excited to finally like freaking pull the trigger there but today if you get a big bowl fill it up with water and then put a bunch of ice in it you can do it on just your face I dipped my face in cold water this morning for 15 seconds twice and then the third round I did it for 20 seconds I felt amazing I felt amazing today since I've done that okay and that was just my face there's a lot of cold receptors in your face it's a cheap easy way for you to try out cold exposure therapy and see what you think about it and it'll definitely I know for a fact it'll make you feel like a million bucks but apparently it's really good to do that if you are hungover as well it's supposed to help with that but it is a goal of mine to just put cold exposure therapy in my every single day routine. So that is the goal, baby. So I'm going to order one, but so far it has not been a part of my everyday routine, but I did it today. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's just my face and I'm feeling awesome. So yeah, that's basically everything that I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about on the podcast today, but I will definitely keep you guys updated on how everything's going, but life update. I'm feeling so much better. And it feels so good to say that because I genuinely do. And this is the first time in a really long time I've allowed myself, I think, to just feel good. And I don't know if anyone else can relate to that. I think I've been kind of playing a story that just didn't need to be played anymore to myself. Like, oh my God, this is my love. This is going on. It's like, oh my God, just snap out of it. You know what I mean? But obviously all those feelings I, were, I was having were very valid. And if you're going through something similar, just know it's okay and you're going to get through it. But allow yourself to do the things I just mentioned. Try to incorporate things that make you excited each and every day. And even if maybe you don't know all the answers in your career, I still don't or whatever, just making like smart decisions to make yourself feel better about yourself and just getting back around the things that make you feel good. So prioritizing time with your friends and your family and your loved ones and connecting to people still and not isolating. It's so unhealthy to isolate. It's okay sometimes, but there definitely reaches a point where it becomes super like, not good for you to do. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm feeling much better and I'm figuring everything out with my career. I know I'm going to figure it out, but I think the most important thing for me to do is just to fall in love with life again a little bit and figure out how and find ways that make me excited and proud of myself and feel like I'm gaining some sense of control over my life as opposed to feeling like I was the victim in my own life when I wasn't actually doing as much as I could to change my circumstances it's a whole pro it's like a whole freaking thing dude for real but i'm basically working on my stress relief and my self-discipline and my confidence and just working on everything and i am again on a healing journey and i'm growing each and every day as we all are so i'm feeling better i'm excited about that i haven't been taking any medication i am in therapy every week which is so amazing and i have a good therapist as well if you ever are looking for a therapist, I do have a therapy episode where I talk you through exactly how to go about finding one through insurance and all the things. And I share my own personal experience with therapy, but I'm feeling way better. And I did go home last weekend to Pennsylvania to visit my family, but it was mainly for my friend JD's birthday. So it was so fun to one surprise him and just get to hang around all my friends that I literally never get to see. There's something very therapeutic about being around people that have known you for a really long time. Like, and they've known you through like a bunch of like stages in life and they're still your people. So that felt really good. And also, um, yeah, just connecting to myself more has been awesome, dude. Breathwork. I can't say enough good things about it. I even stuck with breathwork when I went home and it helped me so much. I felt very, very good each and every day. So highly recommend that. But I got to see my mom and that was good but she is obviously if for anyone who doesn't know she has dementia she's in a home so i had to make a trip out to go see her and she's doing okay but she's obviously losing it a little bit and she's 
I don't know. There's only, there's only so much you can say about that because she has dementia and it will not be getting better. Um, so I just fear that a little bit, but it was good to see her. I'm glad I got to see her. I went there with my sister. I got to spend a lot of time with my sister, which is always amazing. I wish I could spend more time with her for real. I wish I could like hang out with her all the time. That would be amazing. But yeah, that's kind of, it was really good. Also my dad, I got to see my dad and everything. So it was really good to see family and friends. My sister and I went to visit my mom. Then we went to the Flight 93 Memorial, which is kind of random, but me and her have always wanted to go. And it's like super close to where my mom's home is. So we went there and then we stumbled across some like biker charity event. Okay, it was like a barbecue, which was also hilarious. We ended up there and we hung out there for a minute. Then I went home. She was trying to get me to go to the gym. I'm like, dude, I'm tired. And I just ate a bunch of barbecue or I didn't, I didn't even have barbecue. I had a, like a burger, but I was like, I need to relax before I like go out to dinner with you. So she dropped me off and then I got ready. And then me and her went to dinner to my favorite place ever, Jethro's in Altoona, Pennsylvania. You already know if you're from there. Okay. Jethro's is the shit. Buffalo chicken, freaking cheesesteak. What am I talking about? Prospector salad. Okay. Buffalo chicken, crispy. Oh my God. I wish I had one right now, but yeah, so we did that, and then I talked to her. We went, like, drinking for a little bit at, like, a bar, and then we went bowling, LOL. It was really fun. I'm glad, even though it was a super quick trip, it was literally, like, just two days. It was, like, three days and, like, two nights, and I came back, and I'm happy to be back here, and I'm happy to be, like, in my routine and stuff again and just figuring out my life. But obviously, the shitty part about living far away is that everybody that I love lives far away um, from me. But I love being here and I love being back in my routine. But I wish people were closer. Um, so, you know, what can you do? Who knows where my life is going? We don't know. We don't know. But I have a productive day ahead of me still. I wanted to get this out because it is coming out tomorrow. And I'm going to try to get my podcast going on a certain schedule. So I'm not waiting till the last minute to record because nobody likes waiting till the last minute to record. I like having my Sundays to just be productive and chill. But have to pick up some stuff from Target. Then we're going to pick up some stuff from Walmart. Um, I do have an Amazon return. And then I do want to hit the gym. And I do need to meal prep. So we got a bunch of stuff. And I also need to redo my nails for anyone who's been following my nail journey. You can follow it on TikTok. It's all on there. Okay. And I have done my nails three times since I started doing my nails myself. I need to do them again right now. Like half of them are falling off. So it's just time consuming. I really want to do it today. But I'm like... I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it today. So I might take them off today, but if you take off your dip nails before you're ready to do them, they can like all start breaking and I don't want to lose all the length that I just received. You know, like they got long with my tips on and stuff. So anyways, just me venting, but I'm going to eat my leftover wing stop in the fridge right now. I cannot wait. And I hope that you guys all have a great start to your week and mental health tip of the week. Try breath work, try breath work. I cannot recommend it enough. I know it might seem daunting, just try it. It's a, literally a video that I'm going to have tagged below. Just click it. Please try to do it like even just one day this week and see how you feel. But if you keep doing it like for a couple days, you're going to be like, holy shit, I feel awesome. Okay. So definitely try that out. But I love you guys more than you freaking know. And if there's anything you want me to talk about on the podcast, if you want me to have guests on, let me know. Guests were kind of something that I wasn't ready to be doing back whenever I was acting like I was going to have guests on, I just needed to kind of get my shit together. But if you would like more guest episodes or you want me to talk about any topics, please message me somewhere and let me know. And I promise I will talk about them, but I love you. And I hope you have a great week. I will see you next Monday.